Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to the final Capes and Japes of 2021. Every time you do something like that, I'm like, part of my brain is like, oh god, did did I forget that we agreed to end the show? <laughs> is this what? new information that you are just informing me of on the air? Are you quitting? Yeah, just as we we were talking before the episode about your cat and all that stuff, and then I'm like, hi everyone, this is the last episode <laughs> of Dicks and Japes ever. That would be wild, and also I would be glad that we aren't doing this live. <laughs> we're live streaming our final episode. <laughs> Me deciding to make it our final episode. If, now I know that if you ever come to me and you're like, hey, Briar, let's live stream this episode. I'll go like, mm, I don't know about that, Olivia. Are you gonna, are, are you quitting? <laughs> are you canceling the podcast? <laughs> you canceling the podcast live on air? Terrible. No, it is not our final episode of Capes and Japes. I guess unless... <laughs> Something happens between now and next Monday that they stop making comic books. They make it illegal to talk about comic books. That is much less dark than I than I immediately went to. Oh, were you thinking one of us dies? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's always a possibility. It is always. Hey, folks. <laughs> Happy New Year. Don't forget, you could die at any time. <laughs> Don't forget. Death, it's the only constant. Um, although, I suppose, flip side of that, life is also a constant. In some form. Wow. That's true. It depends that's, how that's you a... define life. Wow, this this sort of existentialism is weirdly appropriate um, <laughs> for our uh, our topic of today. Our final topic of 2021. Um, it has, uh, it's Mr. sure been a year. Mr. Sandman, send me a man. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Make him the cutest manhook car door hand. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking, we're talking about Morpheus. Um, not the guy from the Matrix. <laughs> uh, Man, this guy has got to get a more unique, unique name. Like, Sandman? Could- is it the Spider-Man villain? No. Morpheus. Guy from the Matrix? Also no. Also no. Also not Orpheus, <laughs> but Orpheus is in Sandman, and he is Morpheus's son. Just to really mess everything up. Um. Okay. Just a little more Orpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I'm done listening to Hades Town and I hit the repeat button. Um, I need a little more Orpheus. But yeah, a little, a little Morpheus. Um, anyways, uh, this is probably gonna be a little bit of a weird episode because uh, Morpheus is kind of is part of DC Comics canon. But is very much sort of doing his own thing. So, um, we're gonna, we're gonna touch, we're gonna touch on a bunch of different stuff. It might be weird vibes, but what could be 
what could encapsulate 2021 more <laughs> than having weird energy in our podcast episodes? Um, I mean, the energy is definitely going to be weird because I have uh, had a COVID scare this past week. And so I've been, I mean, it, I'm, I tested negative for COVID, so it's probably a cold, but I also still don't want to give a cold to my uh, three-year-old nephew. So I've been mostly quarantining in my room so that every time I am around people masked, I, I just talk a bunch and then my throat's like, hey, remember that we're sore? And I'm like, shit. Ah, <laughs> yes, fuck. now I do. God. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, um, we're so, all... yeah, energy, weird, haha. <laughs> energy, weird, we're all, we're all getting through it. Um, anyways, uh, Morpheus, to, um, to, to talk about Morpheus, we do have to talk about the fact that there, there were Sandmen, um, in DC Comics before Morpheus, before, before Pheus. <laughs> um so there was a golden age uh sandman who was kind of um more of a uh noir-ish sort of character like pulpy kind of golden age hero who like uh his thing was that he shot criminals with a gun that, like, made them go to sleep. He had, like, a sleeping gas gun. And that's why he was called the Sandman. Um, Did you say that he shot children to make them go to sleep? I said criminals. Okay. I, um, I, I don't think he shot each. <laughs> My brain shorted out for a second, and it only remembered the sea. It... It's a word that starts with the C, and then I was thinking of, like, the original Sandman um, stories where he makes children fall asleep, and I'm like, hold on, DC wouldn't do this, right? So I am, <laughs> glad, I am glad that it is criminals. <laughs> yeah, they did not create a character um, who shoots children with a sleepy time gun. Um, I mean, it's better than uh, other types of guns. It's it's pretty yeah. As far as guns go, I think that would be one one of the very very few guns you could shoot children with, um, and have that be an okay thing. Um, he's also he. It's also a good thing that he's not going around shooting children because he's also very scary looking. He has like a suit and a fedora and like a a big like old timey gas mask. Um, <laughs> for a second, so, I, I was like, "Oh yeah, fedora." That's and then old timey gas mask. I'm like, "Oh, that's the scary thing." Yeah. <laughs> Not the suit and the fedora. <laughs> no, the, I I think the suit and the fedora in combination with the gas mask are a little bit unsettling. But yeah, the gas mask is kind of the uh the scariest part. Um. And he had a sidekick that, um, I think he, like, he took on, like, obviously after, like, Robin became popular and frickin' everybody got sidekicks, but also he, like, took on slightly less of a pulpy and more of a superhero-y vibe 
Um, and he got a sidekick named Sandy the Golden Boy. Um, okay. Who, yeah, I know. Um, who was, was a, he was a boy whose actual first name was Sandy. Um. <laughs> Do you think Sandman met this kid named Sandy and was like, hey, how would you like to be a sidekick? Boy, have I got a job for you. Um, this particular Sandman, um, is not super relevant to Morpheus, um, except in as much as they, like, they retcon in to the Morpheus Sandman comics, um... Is he Sandy, the Golden Boy? No. <laughs> no, um, Sandy the Golden Boy does show up again, okay. um... But they retcon into the Morpheus Sandman comics that, like, the the reason that this Sandman, Wesley Dodds is his real name, that he took on the identity of the Sandman is because he was, like, being subconsciously influenced by Morpheus in his dreams while Morpheus was indisposed <laughs> for a significant length of time. Um, and he needed other people to carry on... Sandmanly duties. <laughs> Just oh shit. I I'm so busy. I gotta I guess I could hire a guy, but I could also just subliminally message a guy and get him to do Oh no, I didn't tell him to get a sidekick. What is he doing? Oh jeez. Oh it's out of control. Oh well his name is Sandy, so well, I yeah, guess mm, I guess that's fair. I do mm. put a lot of sand in his dreams. I, I guess he just yep. really connected with the sand. Um, so there's, in, like, the mid-70s, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby come up with a new Sandman. Um, they want, they intended it to be, like, the, like, mythical like folklore sandman but they he does he does dress like a regular superhero um i mean it when in rome right yeah yeah you know you're like you're the the the, the famous legendary you know whatever deity being the sandman um and you show up to this universe where a bunch of people are running around in brightly colored outfits and capes. And you're like, well, that could work. I mean, like, if Wonder Woman's doing it. Yeah, yeah, It makes sure. sense. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so he has, like, a, like a, a one-shot kind of introductory story. And then it, uh runs for a few more issues um following him um he he does he like enters like children's dreams and like protects them from nightmares and stuff and then he also fights like weird dream beings he has like these two uh henchmen um named brute and glob who are, like, nightmares that he's, like, kind of, like, captured and, like, releases them to, like, help him out and then puts them back in their little, like, nightmare box. 
one of them is basically the thing. Um, and, uh, there's like, is, you know, weird, like, rules about, you know, how he, like, gets into the dream world and stuff. Some, some weird kind of, you know, Jack Kirby stuff. If he was a more popular character, how many crossovers do you think there would be with him and Freddy Krueger? Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, besides these first few issues, um, the series doesn't last super long, uh, and he mostly, uh, fades into obscurity, uh, after that, um, Roy Thomas gives him a little bit of a backstory in, like, the 80s and a name. Uh, Roy he, Thomas like, is just like, man, I feel bad for this guy. This poor guy. Um, but, but besides that, like, that, like, one kind of, like, Roy Thomas issue and, like, a, like, Justice League appearance, he, do he doesn't really show up anywhere else. And then... In, uh, the late 80s, Neil Gaiman wants to reboot the, uh, the Jack Kirby Sandman. This, uh, weird, mythic, but also superhero guy. And, uh, gets into some, uh, some talks with one of the editors... Um, he talks about his, like, Sandman pitch, and the editor goes, like, you can do whatever you want, um, but we want this to be a new character. So, like, make up your own new Sandman, and then just go nuts. <laughs> um, and Neil Gaiman goes, okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, and comes up with, uh, the lore of, uh, of the Sandman. So, Sandman is set from the get-go within the DC universe. I, I had previously thought it was just sort it was, like, DC-owned, and then it sort of got incorporated in. It does have that vibe. <laughs> It has that vibe. It has that vibe, like, like, Midnighter and the Authority, like, that sort of thing. Um, but it, it is, and it's also weird because most, like, uh, Sandman content does not involve him interacting with, like, pretty much all, like, original Sandman content does not involve anybody interacting with, like, high-profile DC characters. Um... And there's really sort of only a, a couple of DC characters who are, like, relevant to Sandman stuff, which we'll get to. But it, it can it can be read, like, entirely on its own. But it is conceptually, from the get-go, taking place inside the DC universe. Um, so it is about the Sandman, Morpheus who's also gone by many, many, many other names uh, as, you know, a 
basically a god who has existed for as long as uh, the concept of sleep and dreaming has existed. Um, which is a long time. Which is about uh, about as long about as long as you could think of, um, and uh, he is one of a group of seven deities, entities, god-like beings uh, called the Endless. Um, it's hold on, <laughs> I have to make sure I can do this off the top of my head. It's dream, death, destiny, destruction. Desire, despair, delirium. That's seven, right? I I was I not counting. Seven. I didn't know that I was supposed to be counting. I I I was I was saying it mostly to myself. <laughs> I I was just sitting here like, ooh, all, all all D names. That must have been fun to come up with. It it is it is all D names. It's it's a very impressive. It's a very impressive feat because none of them feel like really out of place. Dream's the only one that doesn't start with a D-E, but he is special because he's the protagonist. <laughs> so it's fine. But uh, the seven of them, obviously what they represent is pretty clear in the names. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, and the series itself takes place. So Morpheus has gone by many different names like throughout history and through like different cultures like different uh characters address him as different things different languages at one point he not in the sandman series proper i don't think at one point he interacts with martian manhunter and they have like a martian name for him and he also presents himself differently or is perceived differently by different people in that very classic sort of existential godlike kind of way uh but you know different species are like inclined to see him as looking more like them uh but the way he is portrayed largely in the comic is a uh, goth <laughs> he's a a a, a weird pale little goth man <laughs> sorry that sounds well i'm allowed to bully i'm allowed to bully morpheus i think he'll be fine he's um, a fictional character it's okay he's a fictional character um he's a, a weird pale little goth man who looks like uh the front man for the cure <laughs> um <laughs> and he's uh usually wearing very dark clothing, but a lot of times he has, like, a big black cape. Sometimes he's dressed more casually, but he he looks, he looks very goth. Good for uh, him, good for him. Good for, good for Love him. Love to see it. Um, also definitely, like, Neil Gaiman has, like, admitted that he is also partially based on Neil Gaiman. Well. Appearance-wise. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you look obviously. at Neil Gaiman and you look at Morpheus and you're like, yeah. So, Neil, what do you want him to look like? I don't know, me? I guess. All right. Okay. Here we go. Me but me but spookier. All right. Here we go. Um. 
So the series starts off with Morpheus has been imprisoned for the past 70 years. Uh, he was summoned by an occultist uh, in like the late 1910s who was trying to uh, who was trying to summon death. Uh, Morpheus's sister. <laughs> Oops. In order to, you know, gain immortality and like have like control over death, uh, ends up with Morpheus instead and keeps him imprisoned uh, for seventy years and keeps going like, "Hey, I'll let you go if you just, you know, give me like immortality and power." And he's like, "I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> uh. You'll die eventually. <laughs> yep. And he does. And uh, he passes uh, Morpheus's little orb prison onto his son, uh, Alex, who is not as good at keeping uh, ancient immortal beings imprisoned. Uh, Morpheus is able to escape and traps Alex in a nightmare hell well as retribution. <laughs> Alex isn't the one that trapped you, and how much did he really know about this orb in the first place? <laughs> well, the first guy is dead, so... That doesn't mean you take it out on his kid. Which, also, when you said that he was imprisoned for 70 years, I did hear in prison, and I was sitting here like, <laughs> like, like a, like a human earth prison? How? Yeah, they just why they just put him in regular dude jail <laughs> and I'm like how does he just and then you explained the summoning and the orb i'm like ah no okay i i see where i've gone wrong here this does make more sense <laughs> that would be that would be a pretty funny start to the story if he just like it was him getting released from <laughs> normal jail and nobody like they let him out of normal jail and they're like well you've served your 70 year sentence we really assumed you would die during that <laughs> but you don't seem to have aged in any way uh but you're free to go and then he shows up and all of his like the other endless are like where were you and he was like i was in jail <laughs> <laughs> i did i i i stole a car and i went to jail <laughs> For 70 years? Well, I tried to break out a couple of times. <laughs> Somehow I failed. Despite my unfathomable cosmic power. Um, so, this is, this is how the, the story uh, kicks off. And mostly it's about Morpheus, like, one, trying to... Uh, undo all of the damage that was done in his absence um because uh he has like a realm that he controls called the dreaming which is where people go when they are dreaming and also he lives there and also there's a library and uh there's a librarian named Lucian and there's some other like characters who sort of live there uh, he has a raven. He has, he has, he has had a series of ravens, um, throughout his 
tenure as Morpheus as as himself. Um and <laughs> his, he, his life? His yeah. His existence. That's, that's what you call it. <laughs> you know, my tenure as myself. Yeah. Um who are mostly people who like die while they're dreaming. Uh, and then he finds them and he's like, hey, do you want to be my raven companion and just kind of hang out with me? This is voluntary and I'll like turn you back whenever you're done and you can just like die normally. Um, I mean, I would the- say yes is the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I assume it's Raven specifically because he has, like, an aesthetic going, obviously. Yeah, it could be Um, anything, but it wouldn't vibe. It would would not match the vibe, and that's so important. Uh, The current Raven, at the time of the series, uh, is named Matthew, who is... Also a uh DC character. There's there's actually there's many DC characters who are present. It's just like the vast majority of them are extremely obscure. <laughs> um and the the any less obscure ones show up very briefly. Um Matthew was a character uh from Swamp Thing who had uh, been there, like, since the beginning of Swamp Thing. He was, like, a government agent uh, who ended up marrying um, Abby Arcane, who's sort of the female lead of Swamp Thing. And, like, at some point, he got, like, psychic reality warping powers and uh ended up becoming sort of unhinged as a result and he uh he dies and then uh i don't know i don't know if this was like some like a conversation uh neil gaiman had with like len wine or with like alan moore or anybody or if he was just like I love Swamp Thing. I want to make this guy a bird. <laughs> um, but he gets he gets turned he gets turned into a raven. What and he dead spends... characters are probably not coming back? <laughs> what's what's safe territory to make a bird? I want a dead guy to be a bird, and I don't want to make up a new dead guy. I love I. I love the idea of, like, just the editorial correspondence from this as, like, Neil Gaiman, like, hey, is it cool if I use, uh, Matthew Cable from Swamp Thing? And they're like, yeah, sure, that's, like, a pretty, like, obscure kind of, like, cult series. We're not gonna bring him back for anything. And Neil's like, okay, cool. Can I make him a bird? (laughs) Like, uh, what is this guy working on? <laughs> um, but he, um, he is a bird. He's sort of just, like, following Morpheus around, usually making 
uh, sarcastic remarks, which is fun. There's also other characters from who like inhabit the dreaming who are largely a lot of them are characters who were narrators of like obscure DC like horror anthologies. That is pretty rad, actually. It is pretty great. Like as far as vibes go, it's kind of rules. Um, there's like a avert like a version of Cain and Abel who I think were I don't know if they were initially the biblical Cain and Abel when they were narrating DC horror anthologies. In the Sandman, it is the biblical Cain and Abel, but it's also the version of them from uh various what were they uh house of mystery and house of secrets were the two books that they were kind of the like narrator hosts for um there's also um lucian uh is like the kind of librarian for uh morpheus's library which contains like every book that's ever been dreamt of uh and he used to be a raven now he's a man again, and a librarian. But he was also a character who was, like, a host of a, like, spooky 70s anthology comic. Um, so, it's, uh, oh, also, um, it's revealed that the thing with the Joe Simon Jack Kirby Sandman, um, was that his two weird little sidekicks, Brute and Glob, were actually, like, dreams that Morpheus had imprisoned, who escaped while Morpheus was himself imprisoned. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> They're just like, mm, uh, one Sandman is as good as another, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They escaped and they were able to, like, influence this guy into becoming the Sandman with the intention of, like, oh, if we, like, if we do this, then we'll be able to control him. Uh, and then Morpheus gets back and he finds out, he's like, get, get back in, back in Dream Jail. So that, that's part, of, a big part of the, the story of, the Sandman is him kind of putting things back into order after his absence, but also probably more significantly him emotionally growing from this experience <laughs> um, and being like, wow, I was trapped in an orb for 70 years. Maybe I should, you know, rethink how I interact with people and my relationship to mortals and also uh, my siblings and also all of my ex-girlfriends that I'm constantly brooding about. <laughs> he has, um, death is uh, the endless that he has the closest relationship with uh, and probably the one that crops up the most and also uh, extremely popular uh due to the overwhelming desire of so much of the population to have a goth gf 
Uh, is she, she is, is are are they close in the way that if he had been imprisoned for seventy years in human prison, she would show up to pick him up when he gets released? Yes, yes, it, yes. That, that, that drives is, that drives up the in the same car that he stole. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sibling vibes. Um, she has continued to be uh. Extremely, extremely popular, mostly because she's uh, a very pretty goth girl with, like, a very kind of, like, friendly, outgoing demeanor. Uh, and people love that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Truly at, cannot I'm, get enough of it. I'm looking at pictures now. I, I, have, seen, I have seen her about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like it. Good looks. It is, like, it's a great vibe. Like, I'm not faulting any of the people who love goth GFs, because, like, they're not wrong. The vibe is excellent. Uh, so, kind of, the the Sandman is mostly, I don't want to say vignettes, um, and I'm saying this also having not read all of it, um, which I should, I should, I should do, I will do, um, but a lot of the arcs sort of, uh, introduce a new character or, like, deal with a minor character from a previous arc, and, you know, there's, like, a lot of the times there's mortal people having dramatic problems, and then also, uh, Morpheus is there and is involved in some way. Also, John Constantine is there at one point. Um, I mean, why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Look at him. This is, this is his shit. Um, this this is right oh, up his it, alley. Yeah. Um, the one part where it really intersects the most with DC lore involves uh, a couple of Infinity Inc. characters, one of whom is Hector Hall, uh, who is the son of Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Um, and was a member of Infinity Inc. as the Silver Scarab, and then seemingly died, uh, and then, oh, like, ended up taking over as, taking over from the Jack Kirby Sandman as a new Sandman. But in the context of, like, the Morpheus Sandman, he's also being, like, manipulated by, like, Brute and Glob, who are, like, projecting him to be the new Sandman. Um. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Sorry, Hector. Uh, and then, um, his wife, uh, Lyda, is a, uh, a daughter of, uh, a superheroine called, uh, Fury who, uh, like, knows Hector as a child, they end up, um, on Infinity Inc. together, they get married, she is pregnant with his baby, uh, when he seemingly dies, um, and, uh, while Hector is sand manning, um, while his, like, soul is basically in this dream dimension um Lyda is like she's like been pregnant this whole time 
and like she has not had the baby even though it's been like two years and uh when morpheus comes back he uh sends hector to he he lets him die which he was supposed to do um and he also says that his and Lyta's son will be the Sandman, the for real Sandman, when Morpheus dies. Um, so the the sort of Lyta kind of shows up a lot, and uh, like towards the end of the Sandman like series, she like contacts the Furies because she blames Morpheus for her husband's death, um, and also thinks that, uh, he's, like, going to steal her son. Fair. Yeah. And, uh, like, contacts the Furies to destroy Morpheus, and succeeds, even though Morpheus, uh, did not, in fact steal her son, and, like, di- didn't really kill her, like, sort of technically killed her husband, but her husband was, like, supposed to be dead. Yeah. Um, I, to begin with. I have just been sitting here, like, what? What? Because I read a few Infinity Inc. comics as, like, tie-in uh-huh. stuff when I was reading, uh, Crisis, uh, um on infinite earths Uh and i'm just like okay why why is none of this ringing a bell because i was thinking of pre-crisis uh lyda trevor who is the daughter of wonder woman and steve trevor and i'm like i'm like light hold None of this makes sense. And then I, so I, I, I Googled it and they're like, post-crisis, here's her family. And I'm like, stupid, terrible. Yes. No, it's, 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 it's really unhinged. They have like, so, <laughs> Diana and Steve have a daughter named Lyda. And then. And like her name, her name is Hippolyta. And then post-crisis, yeah. they're like, uh, it just, just. Lyda and um she she's adopted and also her mother her birth mother was Fury and because we have to explain why she's here and why her name is Fury yeah so they they make she has no connection to the Amazons they make her they they make it bad They make her mother the Golden Age Fury, which is who Lyda was, but they invent someone new to be the Golden Age Fury so Lyda can be her daughter. They're basically like, okay, we want her to be basically her own daughter. Terrible. Awful. Terrible, terrible, terrible. This This is the problem, is that, like, Sandman is, like, Mostly vibes, because you have, like, weird, you know, magic stuff and complicated, like, existential god things happening. Uh, so it's not necessarily easy to understand, 
but when it's confusing, it's confusing in like a normal way and not a comics books way. And then they involve these characters who are just like encapsulate like so much comic book nonsense. But uh, anyways, yeah, so near the end of Sandman, the series, uh, the Furies um, on behalf of Lyda destroy Morpheus, but because they destroy him, her son Daniel does become the next dream. Uh, and then I think there's a few issues with Daniel as dream. And I like since then, there's been like since the original Sandman, um, there's been like various kind of, uh, you know, like one offs and like prequels. And there was a spin off series about like the other characters in the dreaming. Um, and there was a spin-off series about the version of Lucifer specifically that showed up in the Sandman that then got turned into a Netflix series. <laughs> um, that, uh, a lot of people are very into. Uh, and then I think there's also, like, a recent Sandman revival. Uh, but it, it is, and they sometimes, involve uh you know the sandman mythology in other events which they have you know the right to do it's it's textually dc mythology like i think during uh death metal maybe there was one point where they went to the dreaming and they went to like morpheus's library uh it is like <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of wild sometimes to just acknowledge the fact that, like, you're, like, reading comics and it's, like, these guys all exist. Like, these, like, weird, extremely powerful, like, god beings all exist in the DC universe and just, like, people almost never talk about them. Uh, which is, is just, is just sort of, just sort of wild. Um, it is very funny, because then it's it is like, very funny. Because then you have to be all like, "Wait, why didn't Morpheus help us with that last thing?" Yeah, there was some really yeah. wild stuff happening, and he was just hanging out at home. He was just he, he was just vibing. Like it seems like there's like a lot, a lot of stuff that they should be getting involved with that they simply don't. Like, every time they add somebody new to the MCU and there has to be, like, that moment where they're like, well, why didn't you help out when this was happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty wacky stuff. Um, I don't, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add about Sandman or Sandmen, but I know you did read at least some of a comic. <laughs> I read most of DC's um, Tis the Season to be Freezin' uh, 80-page giant, their little holiday uh, for this year, which starts off strong with <laughs> Tim, Tim Drake just out shopping for a present for Bruce. Great. And then, um, you know, 
Captain Cold shows up. That's the right one, right? Mr. Freeze. That's the one. <laughs> in my defense, Captain Cold is in here as well later okay. in the story that I haven't read. Um, because it became time to, uh, record. Alright, I, <laughs> and I, I had was to... like, <laughs> it would be a little weird if Captain Cold was in a Tim Drake story, <laughs> but I guess there's nothing stopping him. No, no, it's very, it's, it's a very good, it's a very good, um, Mr. Freeze story. Followed up immediately by, um... A, a team up between the super pets and Vixen. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Ideal. Uh, and then there's a Bizarro story that I got halfway through and then had to just start skimming because I can never, I can never read the Bizarro ones. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> The th I do, I do like love and support Bizarro, but you can really only read like I feel like Bizarro needs to just show up for like three panels. It is, and then something else needs to happen. It is an entire story in in a Bizarro Metropolis about Bizarro, where well, there you know have it and un unconfirmable cadre of beach blanket do-gooders. Me love to say this, folks, but me didn't told you so. This ain't what happen <sighs> when you prevent a capable Puritan like Bizarro walk around our city, not pretending to hurt the day. Don't tell me, am this look unsafe? And I'm just like, I, I'm done. I'm just gonna skip <laughs> the rest of this. Um, I think I got the gist of it. Uh, and then there is a, um, uh, Firestorm and Killer Frost story. Oh. Which, very good. I do love Great. to see Killer Frost. Yes. And I do love, <laughs> I do love comics reminding me of the fact that Firestorm is one guy made up of two guys. <laughs> And one guy gets to be the main personality and speaks out loud to talk to the other guy who can speak directly into his head. I mean, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's very good to me. Um, then there's a story with two characters that I have never seen in my life. Cool. Uh, Comet Queen and Polar Boy. I'm assuming it's a future... Because they're in Metropolis Park on New Earth. I'm assuming this is some sort okay. of, like, uh, future stuff that I don't... I think I it don't... might be Legion of Superheroes Yeah, stuff. that's that's the one that has Brainiac in it, right? Yeah, that's the one with Brainiac. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of those. Um, then there is a delightful Harley Quinn... One where she gets the uh, blue snowman, who is not a character that I knew about, to uh, help her. They're just scrambling for like, well, who's who's other who's other snow themed people? Yeah, uh, and then they they do team up with Hawkman 
for a minute. Oh. And then I think they started a polycule. Not Hawkman. Not Hawkman. Um, <laughs> Harley Ivy and Blue Snowman. <laughs> just so, just, just so adamant when you were like, not Hawkman. <laughs> we know he's a serial monogamist. Yeah. And I do mean serial monogamist. <laughs> he's been dating the same woman throughout all his lives. Um, hey! Yeah, and then that is where I stopped. Uh, and there's two more stories after this. One called Christmas Cold and Fast, which you can assume is the one with uh, Captain Cold and The Flash. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just trying to figure out which Flash it is. It's probably Wally, but... I hope so. Oh, I just got sad because I just... <laughs> I... <laughs> What's in it for me? A Merry Christmas, Snart. <laughs> snart. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry that I'm just panning through this. Um, <laughs> Live comics reacts. Yep. Uh, and then um, there's a story where Gregorio de la Vega is... Just like, yep, I am hosting the Justice League Queer Solstice Mixer, which it does say DC Comics proudly presents the JLQ in Break the Ice. So maybe even though JLQ didn't win that round robin thing that they were doing on Twitter, that clear, like, obviously the Robins series won. <laughs> Maybe they're still going to yeah. do something with the JLQ? Um, I hope so. I think I said this when the round robin thing was going, but, like, it feels a little busted to, like, have people make pitches and have, like, writers and artists, like, lined up for the pitches. Like, oh, I'm sorry. To get I paid just... for a job. And then <laughs> I, be like... I, I just turned to the last page and it does say the JLQ will return. So... <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 looking good. Uh. I guess a bunch of people are like, "Hey, kind of busted that you're like, hey, do you want queer characters to have a series?" And a bunch of people were like, "Yes," but not enough people. And they're like, "Hey, Robbins is also a queer series in my heart, <laughs> and I do love them." But also, I do want JLQ yeah. to exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess we're in luck. Maybe, I, I'm hoping they realize it was kind of weird bad optics to be like, oh well, maybe next time, every gay character. It also, prop like, from... <sighs> Like, a behind-the-scenes standpoint, it was probably like a, oh, well, we will gauge interest under the guise yeah. of a contest, popularity contest, and then the most yeah. popular one gets made immediately. Um, I, th I and, think that's, that's the, probably the, totally fair. The stuff that also was like, okay, yeah, this got enough votes, we might as well do it. <laughs> 
Which, not to say that that's a good thing, but I do kind of get it if that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes you just gotta make a JLQ and just go sometimes, for it. Yeah. And apparently it, they are. Yeah, apparently. The, the JLQ will return. Here's the backdoor pilot at the end of the holiday yeah. <laughs> giant size issue. Yeah, there we go. The good news is uh, Jackson's there. Oh, hell yeah. Good for him. Um, okay, so we've got uh, Aqualad, Tremor, Crush, The Ray, Bunker, and Tracy 13. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, sorry. Hugh is also here. <laughs> Hello. Oh. <laughs> but he didn't wow. just, you know, show up to the mixer. He, he, he has plot stuff that's happening, I guess. Oh. Anyway, anyway, they they call Gregorio their uncle, which is just very good to me. That's really cute. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. He and Hugh are married. That makes sense why Hugh showed up. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, anyway, Gregorio gets to be... The gay uncle to a bunch of gay teens. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really the ideal. Oh, all right, all right. Did you manage to read a comic this week? Or were you, um, were you too busy? I, uh, I did not, I did not get, uh, read any comics. Um, I was sort of hoping to get, um, the Strange Adventures hardcover for Christmas. Uh, but I did not, so perhaps I will simply buy it for myself and read it. Um, I did see it the last time I was in uh, the comic shop, but I was like, I am trying to save money, actually. I know. <laughs> I should not buy a hardcover. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how good it looks. But Barnes & Noble might still be having that sale. I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Yes, but, um, I, uh, did not have any comics. Um, there was a new trailer for the Robert Pattinson Batman today that I haven't watched yet. I hadn't even heard um, that there was a new trailer. There's a new trailer. Surprise. And, wow. Um, yeah, amazing. But I don't, I'm not sure what other news there is. Um, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll figure it out. Um, if you want to keep up with us online, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Facebook, find all those at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, if you have, you know, questions, recommendations, anything like that, um, we have a Discord server that you are uh, more than welcome to join. I'm looking at some great cat pictures right this moment in the Discord server, and that could be you. Think about it. Um, <laughs> looking at pictures of my cat. Yeah, you could be. Um, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. 
uh, we're going to be recording our uh, December bonus episode this week. So it's a great time to join the Patreon, get a, a bonus episode before the end of the year. Um, but anytime's a great time to join the Patreon. Uh, we, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show, uh, leaving a rating and a review is a great way to do that. Uh, telling a friend if you think they would be interested. Uh, and also just, just coming back and joining us as you have done once again. So thank you for being here for today's episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. I have been Briar. And as always, Mr. Sandman, man me a sand. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, I, I can't believe I am truly proud of us for only making that joke at the beginning and at the end. You have to bookend it. Yeah, you gotta.